Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks to everyone who's been sharing the podcast on your social media platforms. I want to talk to you today about uh, your foundation. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and it says in verse 11, it says, For no other foundation, for other foundation can no man lay that than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. You know, for us, when we get born again, the foundation of our life is Jesus Christ. The only way that, that this First uh, Corinthians 1 actually talks about how Jesus Christ is the power of God. Jesus Christ is wisdom. Jesus Christ is redemption, is sanctification. That's who Jesus Christ is. And so for us, our foundation as Christians has to be Jesus Christ. The only way to heaven is by Jesus Christ. It's not by good works. You know, if you ask people, why are you, you, uh, hey, if if you were to die today, do you know for sure you'd go to heaven? A lot of people say yes, and then you say why, and you say, well, I'm a good person. Good doesn't get you to heaven. Only God gets you to heaven. And so the foundation is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, there are corresponding works that go with that, but the works by themselves, there's people who've gone to church their whole life, they've served as an usher, they've, they've, uh, but on the inside, they've never had a new birth experience. Salvation is actually the Holy Spirit imparting a new nature on the inside of you, and that comes by confessing Jesus as Lord. So the foundation is Jesus Christ. But the continuation, the rest of this chapter um, and into the next, begins to talk about our works that follow. And so that's really the picture that we have. Yes, we're saved by grace through faith, and it's not of works, lest any man should boast. But once we're saved... I will. I prove my salvation by the works. It's like you walk through the door of grace and the door of faith, and then you enter Christianity, and then you begin to work as a response to the grace you've received. Grace enables you to work. Paul said, by the grace of God, I am what I am, and I labored more than all of them. So if, if at the end of your life, there's nothing to show, it's because you didn't allow God to continue to work and to enable you to work. The reason why, you know, if it was just about getting saved and then there's nothing to be done on the other side of it, if that's all it was about, then when we got born again, we would just disappear, right? We would just, there'd be an immediate rapture the moment you got born again, right? But God made it that there's a work that takes place that we can then have a reward. So when we read here, it says, every man's work shall be made manifest. He goes from talking about the salvation, foundation of our life being salvation, and then Jesus Christ, and then the work that that comes afterwards. And he says, because it shall be, uh, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he has built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. You know, for all of us, Paul said to Timothy, make full proof of your ministry. For all of us, we're responsible to answer to God for the work that we've done. We're gonna, I'm going to be tried for my work. I'm not going to be tried for your work. But what I see happen a lot of times is, is people get jealous because other people are working and they're not. Other people are, are, you know, you see it, especially around the ministry. People come out of Bible school and then they're preaching, they're ministering, and other people are like, well, they're not, they're not ready yet. But, you know, there's got to be a starting point to your work. Let that person handle their work. Be a person who decides that when someone else goes after the things of God, that you're always there to encourage too often there's a spirit of comparison that takes place where people people see somebody and then they're jealous 
Oh, you know, why did they get they get called on? Oh, they got called on to testify. Oh, why did they get a car? I've been believing the Lord for a car for two years, and they, you know, only needed one for two months, and the Lord gave them. And there's a comparison, but make a decision that you won't have any part of that. That there'll be that there'll be a unity. If you go back in the Scripture, Paul starts talking in First Corinthians three. He says. I have to speak to you as carnal because there's divisions. One of you say you're of Paul. One of you say, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but everyone's people, people can have the attitude of fighting against one another and jealousy and envy and different things where you have to decide for yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to root on and cheer on people as they go. And if there's going into error, then I'm going to, if, if I'm not, if I'm there, uh, spiritual authority, then I can say something. But if I'm not, then I'm going to pray for them. Lord, help them. Lord, let their eyes be open. Don't let them miss it. Bring the right person. I'm not going to sit back and I'm going to criticize. Because when you decide to be an encouragement, people need encouragement. People need to be told that they're doing well. People need to be encouraged in the things of God. You know, the devil's the one. You know, it's the devil. And I know this from preaching fairly often. The devil's the one who tries to discourage when people get done preaching. He makes it his job that when you, after you preach, that he's going to say, well, you know, you should have done this and there weren't any any really major miracles. And, you know, he's going to go through this long list of things to try to discourage you rather than seeing, man, even if it was for one person, someone's life got impacted. The devil works to discourage people. It's the Holy Ghost who says, hey, you're doing great. Keep going. You know, as long as your heart's open to me, I'm, I'm going to get you to make some adjustments, but keep going. You're doing awesome. Be an encourager. Decide from this day forward that you'll never be someone who looks and says, man, they've got it better than I do, that you encourage them. Man, when someone, you know, it's like people, well, I wasn't born into a Christian home. I wasn't born into a wealthy home. I wasn't born into this home. Well, the people that were, that had it and looks like it was easier, man, awesome. Man, what a godly heritage that you you were raised in the family that your parents were in ministry. That's awesome. I wish I had that. I, I didn't, but I'm so glad you got to experience that. And bless God, my children, if the Lord tarries, will experience that too. You know, and being a person that goes out of your way to encourage people, because we're all going to answer for ourselves. You know, there are people that look like everything's going well and everything's, they look like they're successful on the outside. But the Bible says in the next chapter, in chapter four, verse five, it says, um, verse five, it says, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then every man shall have praise of God. So for yourself, what you have to look at is the hidden things of darkness. There are people who everything looks like everything's going good on the outside, but on the inside, the motivation's wrong, the, the heart's wrong, there's, there's hidden sin, but that's not up to us to judge that stuff. The Bible tells us, you do not judge anything before the time. That's not up to us. When you look and see someone, and if you see and you're a friend and you're a close friend, you can challenge them and say, look, this is what I see. But, but if you're someone who's just a part of, you know, a, a, a peer, don't, don't, don't talk about them behind their back. Be someone who prays for them. Lord, help them. Lord, let their eyes be open. Father, I'm not going to judge them. You're the one who's going to bring the hidden things of darkness to light. And then you're also the one who's going to reveal the counsels of men. There are people who've done ministry for the wrong reason. There's people who've done what they do at the church for the wrong reason. There's people who serve for the wrong reason. But then there's people that you don't see that do it for the right reason. And those are the people who are going to have praise of God. Man, how embarrassing would it be that we criticize people on this earth and then God praises them when we get to heaven? So the foundation is Jesus Christ, but the work has to be done for him. The motivation of our Christian service should be, Lord, I just want to please you. And you said the servant is the greatest. Whoever will humble himself, 
the least shall be the greatest. So Lord, I'm, I'm doing this because I want to serve Jesus Christ. Lord, I'm doing this because I want a reward in heaven. I'm not doing this for someone to think I'm, I'm, I'm something. Paul said, he said, Paul planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the incense. He said, Paul is nothing. He said, he who plants is nothing. He who waters is nothing, but he who gives the increase. Now he's something. And that's the attitude. If Paul can say that, who's establishing doctrine in the church, you know, the, the wrote two thirds of the New Testament. If he can say, I'm nothing. The other guy, he's nothing. It's Jesus that you need to be looking at. He's something. He's the miracle worker. He's the healer. He's the savior. We're just the vessels. Hey, don't kill the messenger. And so you, you will respond. You will, you will speak and you will have to give an account of your own service. But decide that when it comes to other people, you know, one of the things that God prizes is unity in the body of Christ. The Bible talks about that. Jesus talked about that in John 17 when he was praying. John 16, John 17, that whole time when he was praying and he starts to pray for believers. And he said, I don't pray for these only, but those that will come after them. He said, I pray that they would be unified. They would have unity. So God's looking for us as a body of Christ to have unity. Let's stop looking for differences and nitpicking what people do wrong. Some people take a while to figure it out. You know, if you, if you saw me, Uh, 15 years ago, if you saw me 17 years ago as a teenager, if you saw me as a Bible school student, man, I was, you know, when I was in Bible school, we had to wear dress pants, dress shirt and tie, but I would like, they didn't specify you had to tuck in your dress shirt. So I was the guy who wore the dress pants, a tie, a dress shirt and didn't tuck in my shirt. It looked terrible. Looking back, I can't believe I did that, but I just didn't do it. And that was just a form of rebellion. That was me like, oh, I'm a teenager. This is just my look. But that was my form of rebellion. You know, if you looked at me, you weren't going to be like, this is this guy's the most likely to succeed in, in you know, most likely to make it in the ministry, most likely to uh, run his race well. And, I, you know, you probably would have put me and be like, this guy probably doesn't have a chance. But but the Lord works on people. And so as long as you, someone maintains a soft heart, really, if someone can uh, avoid getting puffed up in pride and can stay humble and stay willing to change, we're always going to change. You know, even at 40, you won't have everything figured out. At 50, at 60, there's things that the Lord, the Lord will still need to be able to speak to you. So make sure there's no cracks in the foundation. Make sure your heart motive when you do things is to, is to please Jesus Christ. The foundation is Christ. And the building, the works that are built on, let's not build wood, hay, and stubble. Let's build gold, precious stones, and jewels, and, and, and silver, and, and see that when the time comes, there's going to be a reward. And the Bible says we'll have praise from God. I want to encourage you to be an encourager. Be an encourager. I want to tell you that no matter what you've gone through personally, no matter what you've, no, no matter what you've sinned, no matter what sin you've done, no matter how far you've gone, that there's a God in heaven who forgives you and he loves you. And there's always a clear path forward. And if you're willing to humble yourself and repent and ask God for, for true repentance, true repentance actually means to turn in the other direction. So true repentance isn't just to say, Lord, I'm sorry I did it and I, you know, I shouldn't have done it. It's to say, Lord, I'm turning around and I'm going to do it differently. The Lord is looking for people. The Lord is looking for people who are unified as believers. We may be Pentecostal, non-denominational. They may be Baptist. As long as we believe in Jesus Christ, I don't have to change my belief to fit theirs, but I don't have to look for what separates us. Let's look for what brings us together and be the body of Christ and be someone who says, you know, I'm not going to judge anything before the time. The Lord's the one that corrects them. I'm going to be there to encourage them to, 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 now I'm talking about if you're, obviously if you're a pastor, this, you don't, you're a shepherd, you have a responsibility. I'm talking about 
as you're growing in the things of God, the people who are on your same level, be an encourager to them. Be an encourager to people. You know, the Lord actually entrusts to you. He's, he, he, he's given you relationships. People come to me and ask me, you know, uh, Pastor Ryan, will you mentor me? And the first thing I ask is, what does that mean? Because people usually don't know what that means. Uh, well, I don't know. I was hoping you would tell me. No, come back and tell me what you want. Well, I want, I, I, I want to be your disciple. Okay, what does that mean? I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. No, you come back and tell me what it means to be my disciple. And, uh, and usually people don't know. And, and, and then when I tell them what it means to me, usually they don't want to have anything to do with it. But they come and they say, okay, well, what is it? And, then, you know, and I say, okay, so read this book and then get back, to me and get back to me and tell me what you learned from it. And then four weeks go by and I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like, yeah, you know. Maybe I've reconsidered this whole thing. Yeah, when, when it comes to you actually having to do work, people people all of a sudden, not as motivated. I was just hoping you would meet with me an hour a week and just I could just like talk to you about stuff. You, you're looking for a friend. Go, go, go make a friend somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. Hope I'm not sounding too harsh over here. But people, people, people look for these things. And my job is to encourage people to go on in the things of God. But it doesn't matter where you've been and what you've gone through. The Lord can still use you. But be someone who decides to encourage, to never tear people down with your mouth, to be an encourager, and to be someone who's an example. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, God's going to hold you responsible for your work. So make full proof of your life. Make full proof of your life. Make it that God, there's praise. There's praise from God himself. Man, to think of that, that God's gonna, there's going to be praise that we'll receive from God. For, for our life's work. Lord, I thank you for every person listening. I thank you for a spirit of unity and the bond of peace. I thank you, Lord, that, that people begin to go out of their way to, to encourage other believers around them and encourage other people and be sensitive to those around him, them, Lord, and that they can build a foundation that when, when you reveal the counsel of men's hearts and all the hidden things of darkness, there won't be any discredit to them, Lord. I thank you that people will work and work well and work together as a body. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.